dear listeners, and welcome back to How, How You Been, a limited series podcast that Grace and I are doing, which is sponsored solely by DoorDash. DoorDash, if you haven't used, is a super convenient app that brings food and even grocery store items now directly to your door. And today we are bringing directly to you a lovely, fun, hilarious interview with the one and only British mommy vlogger extraordinaire, Louise Pentland. She is uh, a delight. Just- She's aesthetically so wonderful inside and out. She's a mom of two. She's got an engagement. She's got so many books she's working on. And she's got an incredible British accent, which you get to hear now. Enjoy this episode of How You Been with Louise Pentland. No, we got to ask Louise. Oh, how how you you been? been? Great. That was an incredible (laughs) start. We practiced so much. For those that don't have visuals on this. They looked at each other right in the eyes and nodded like three, two, one, like two nine-year-olds about to do hopscotch (laughs) together. It was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, you can just see us as children being like, everyone sit down in the living room. We have a performance. Yeah, we've been working on it for minutes, literally. Enough about us. How you been? How you been? Louise Pentland, it's um, been a million years. Aside from that global pandemic. (laughs) Yes. um, Good. Actually, life has been since we last saw each other, which has been like five years. That's half a day. Yeah, truly. Wait, you were saying you were trying to remember the last time we all saw each other in person. Yeah. Do you remember it? Because I don't. I remember we did a video in some like randomly nice hotel in Beverly Hills. Yes. Okay. So that was 2015. I don't remember specifics (gasps) because I feel like we're often a little bit half cut at most things. Mm, Yep. (laughs) You see, that's why we love. That's why we love you, Louise. Well, you guys we are know openly that you half are... cut, and I'm more yeah. like, well, not me. I'm so demure and brand safe. Um, but then we know when you are because you literally slither up to everyone and you start doing like some whispers and you start doing some like <laughs> cheeky little side uh, comments. Everyone. Yes. Um, but that was the weirdest trip ever. Basically, I was going through a divorce and. Yes. I don't know if you've ever been, I'm sh- I think you have been through big breakups where you think, you know what I need? I need to spend a lot of money on a nice hotel and get away yes. for two weeks and call it a business trip. Um, yep. And I just did loads of collabs. I was wildly in love with a terrible American man who I yes. thought was oh, no. going to be, yes, we all remember this. Yes. What yes. a time. You know, this is, you went through your eat, pray, love. You went through I your, did. Uh, I did. You know, and I thought bad that, American boy face. I did. And I thought I'll be different from all the other girls. But you know what? I wasn't. So I came home. I ate a lot. I went on Tinder. I met a man. Six months later, I got pregnant. Four years down the line, we're engaged. We've got a three-year-old. We live together. I did not realize this is your Disney fairy tale. I did not realize the timeline was this concise. Yeah, (laughs) it was. It was very quick. Maybe we call her our surprise gift. Yes, surprise gift. Absolutely, my favorite Um, type of gift. (laughs) Truly, that's that's what I call my period every month. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give. Oh, wow. Well, we just, I'm obsessed with you. Yeah. I feel like I've like kept up with you via social media because yeah. you're like, 
<laughs> I never go on Facebook, but when yeah. I do, like I have worked it to where you are my algorithm. Yeah. Oh, like, do you mean like personal Facebook? Because I think we're yes. personal. <laughs> personal <laughs> Facebook. So I get like the real, real, the download. Uh. But Grace is like See, catching like, up. I've been catching up on your Instagram because you are the one that um, introduced me to the absolute tragedy and saga of the side part versus middle part, Gen Z millennial oh my God. debate for the ages. Yeah, because you got me good because I saw your video where you are an incredible actor and you really started it like this was, you had something planned that you were going to mm. post, but like you've been sidetracked by almost. something you have to talk about. And I was like, oh, what is what happened to Luis? What's going <laughs> what's on? Happened? And then you told me, the actual tragedy of what's happening and I was on your side start yeah. to finish for those that don't know and I hope that everybody listening is sat down you might be exercising or something but I suggest you stop <laughs> immediately um apparently and I I call that this is wrong uh side parts are mm-hmm. not cool and for a while I thought okay I can adapt I can adapt. I'm young yep. and adaptable. And I did a middle part <laughs> and I looked fucking horrendous. Yes. Same. Same. It just yes. didn't look right. It looked across between desperate 70s throwback and boiled mm-hmm. egg. It wasn't a good look. <laughs> and then See, I... <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse because so basically I've hired a new member of staff and she is wonderful. She's lovely. She's 23. Yeah. She's a bit savage, like I'm doing a big giveaway soon. And I said, oh, I bet everybody would like my Gucci bag. I could get that. And she looked at it. And yes, it's a slightly older model. And she went, "Mm, do they even make that one anymore? I was like, oh, (gasps) gosh. But she said, skinny jeans, not in. Are done. So I bought bought mom jeans. I mean, they should fit me perfectly because I am a mom. And I, they did not. They looked like... (laughs) You know, when you see, like, um, from the olden days, when you think of men in New York working on engines and they've got yes. big baggy <laughs> jeans, that, that's what it looked like. But with, and yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with this word, I don't know if this word transcends the ocean, but I have okay. a very sizable gunt. Are you familiar oh, with that? Oh, would that be a, a I know, fupa? tin gunt. Would that be? No, it's this <laughs> Make it work. Tin gunt. Work. <laughs> it's like this bit of your tummy. You know, oh, okay, because gotcha. they're both slim. Um, but I, I have to tuck that into things. And okay. in mom jeans, just, I mean, it's hideous. There'll be people listening that are like, yes, I know the pain. So See, but I'm a big fan of high-waisted jeans to be able to cinch everything in. Mm-hmm. So for me, my biggest fear is that people are going to say low rise or back. <gasps> right. With That's my biggest fear. With the back. We used With to the do that. With the whale tail. Up. Oh, when did With you? With a oh, gem. Yeah. Did you ever have those thongs that had a little gem at the very top? So <gasps> you have to be like, look at my cheap plastic gem. Right. <laughs> look at my, it's a, uh, it was called a whale tail in oh, the back. A whale tail. A whale tail. Because the thong coming shampoo. up looked like a whale tail. God, what an um, offensive so, term. Whale tail. And also, like, it's hard to criticize the Gen Z situations because we equally have terrible things. But in terms of, like, the wide leg mom jeans coming back, I just go, why not go sweatpants? If you're going to go for a more spacious and comfortable pants situation, why make it denim? 
Right. I think we just got to do what we want to do because I did the middle part last week. And while I, I thought it was fine, I put it on my Instagram story. My in, It was filled with people just being like, that's a no. No way. That's a no. But I truly did feel like when I moved the part, it was like, insert creaky door noise. My forehead grew two inches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my hair doesn't want to do it. The follicles now just grow mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, I have a calic right here. So it just looks like uh, one scoop of a like wave on one side. It just looks wrong. It looks incredibly wrong. It looks like I'm pranking myself. And I'm just thankful that we are both on the same side of history with this yes. part versus side part debate. Absolutely. Also, we just don't have to do what they say because we've already True. earned our stripes. Like, True. I used right. hair mascara in 2001, you know? So yeah. I don't need to listen <laughs> to somebody <laughs> telling me to part my hair i want to say look you i I, i've actually pushed two humans out of my vagina so you don't get to tell me how to do my hair you know well see i've got the original golden play button the original (laughs) the big one (laughs) this hair's done okay (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Louise, you have been, it blows my mind because I always see you, you know, we became buds at conventions, YouTube yes. conventions, which is so funny because when Such I was fun. talking to Louise to organize this, yeah. we were both like, oh, we just want to be in a badly lit convention center sponsored by like an app that's only going to last for a year, Fine. dancing <laughs> to Black Eyed Peas and drinking Fruit Loop Vodka. Oh, yes, I know, those were the days. Sponsored ice cubes that are like sponsored yeah. by where are my fucking drink tickets give me the 18 year olds drink tickets who aren't going to use that and we always knew the people that had all the tickets so we'd be like hey hey, we've run out of my two I need like four or five hundred more right exactly but I was thinking about it because we became friends there and it was like oh right Louise is a fucking mom like like, you know I've met your daughter once when we came to London yes uh to do shows or probably just to like you know drink and flirt with boys yeah um but you have now how old is your oldest two daughters now yeah so Darcy will be 10 next week blowing my mind it's a decade that I know I can't process that no yeah and she asks a lot of things now so the other day she was like, mummy, I've been having a think about getting a boyfriend. I was like, okay, that's fine. And she was like, do I, do I, does he need to know? And I was like, does he need to know what? And she was like, that he's my boyfriend. I was like, depends, I guess. I mean, we love consent, but if she's not going to see him, then yeah, let Harry Styles be her boyfriend. And I also yeah. have a three-year-old. So a three-year-old and wow. a ten-year-old. Pearl, right? Pearl, Darcy and Pearl, yeah. Such, wow. such okay. cute names. I have a question. Darcy's 10 years old. So does she now understand what you do for a living? Does she understand the videos and the photos and the posts and that sort of thing? So this is where I thought it would be my glory years to be like, yeah. mommy's really cool. Check like I started yeah. this. I was here at the beginning. But yes. instead, she watches gamers on the big computer. Like I'm on my laptop on this big computer. She watches gamers and she's like, mommy. She's on YouTube. She's so cool. I'm like, babes, <laughs> I'm on YouTube. And she's like, yeah, but she's really cool. I'm like, yeah, I was cool Ooh. once. Maybe not now because of my stupid side parting, but I was there <laughs> once, okay? Yeah, something you did on YouTube cascaded into yes. inspiring 
some level, whether editing or whatnot, like you got to give it up for the OG. She will understand yeah. one day in her like 20s or 30s and she will put it all together and realize how cool uh, and non-traditional her upbringing was yeah, and absolutely. how important it was for what's happening on the internet right now. Now, does Darcy understand that when I go into my texts and I look up a GIF for eye roll, that he is her. she is the it's number her. one eye roll. Get- yes, she's in her car seat and she is just over it and so cute. And we, I was like, is that because I use it so much or... Truly, no. I feel like it is an iconic eye roll. Wow. It is. It is. No, she doesn't know. She's not even seen it. I don't really tell <gasps> her too much about this. Like, Darcy doesn't know that she's well known. Darcy doesn't. She's so yeah. shielded from that. And a I part of me good. wants to, like, blow her mind and be like, do you know how cool <laughs> this is? But also, I don't think that that does anyone any good to have, like, yeah. that much knowledge it's of like- something. It's just, like the just, Matrix. That yeah. Like when Keanu Reeves finds out about when the multi-dimensional universe. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. Currently, she's just like a normal child. Sometimes she asks things where she's like worked something out. But yeah, sorry, Liam's in the kitchen just doing kitchen things loudly. We're getting a little glimpse into what your entire lockdown has been like <laughs> just in like 30 second chunks. Yes. Um, but no, she doesn't really know. Um, sometimes she'll fi- This is what she does sometimes. She Google image searches words and then finds loads of pictures. So once yeah. she Google imaged me, because she was like, I want to see pictures of mummy. And she was like, what's this? What? Like, oh. On the red carpet? Yeah, she could. She was mind blown. But then also, wow. so she has that sense where it's really amazing to her. But then she also has the sense of like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, she just expects things to be amazing. So I'm going to do a massive yeah. name drop now. I'm not being a bellend. It just... Do it. We love a name drop. I was once on Zoom with Kate Middleton. Just what? as you do. Yes. And <laughs> she walked into the room and she was like... <laughs> and then walked out. And now every time I have a Zoom, she's like, is it Kate? I'm like, <laughs> not today. She's going to walk in on this and be like, who are these losers yeah i want the kate middleton filter back on mom i don't (laughs) like these two wow um okay well we have to also get into because i could shoot the shit with you about all the ridiculous times that we've had i want to know about all the writing that you're doing you have this incredible book deal that's happened and you're it's like a trilogy or like a four part well how many books have you written like mom life was book number five holy shit I oh know God. they make me do one every year. Um, you lucky ducky! Uh, it's great. You deserve so, it. Uh, thank you. So I had a blog. That, so all of this started because I had a written blog before YouTube. Right. Um, right. Yes. And I just used to write my little musings. And then one day, um, I was really, really famous on my blog. I had thirty-five followers. So hell yeah, <laughs> sprinkle of glitter. Yeah. Yeah, the old nice. sprinkle of glitter. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then one of them said, "Could you make a YouTube video?" talking about what you're writing about and I was like Mm. yeah that'd be good because that would support the blog so I'll do that and it will kind of drive some traffic over to the blog that was the thinking this is when I was a receptionist so I didn't think this would go anywhere so I did that YouTube took off but I carried on blogging and then a publishing company approached me in 2014 and said could you write a book kind of like your blog but like a girl's guide to life for teenagers and this was back when people were doing YouTube books so right 
And right. we all had to grit our teeth while people were like, it's not a real book, it's a YouTuber book. It's like, mm-hmm. still on pages though, isn't it? It's in a book, yeah. book isn't it? <laughs> yeah, in a bookstore, so, baby. I'd I wrote all the words book. in it. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like a book, sounds like a book. It's a book. Um, feels like a book. Feels like a book. <laughs> Pays like a book. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> then, that did quite well and we were really pleased with that. And then Maddie, do you remember Maddie, my old manager? Long blonde Maddie, beautiful Maddie. Very vaguely, yes. I was yeah. very drunk at conventions, She just, just had FYI. a baby this week, by the way. She just had a mm. baby called Gigi. Huh. Yeah, I know. Wow. Amazing. It's such a beautiful name. Anyway, so she said, why don't you write like a novel book? Now, I feel like enough time has passed now for me to tell you the real story about this. Because in interviews, I've always yes. given like... The diplomatic version. The diplomatic Give us, Give us the dirty version. The British tea, baby. So yeah. the diplomatic version is, um, I feel really nervous. <laughs> so no, not sort of drink that amaretto. Yeah. Drink that yeah. amaretto I saw yeah. you pour. <laughs> so I always say, I read a lot of books and there was never a book about a single mum struggling um, and I wanted to fill that void and have something for the other single mums because by this point I was divorced, I was single, yada, yada. Right. That's not untrue, because that okay. is still the case. However... That's a very, yeah, that's a very pleasant, mm-hmm. you know, description. Mm-hmm. But I, was, I can see that there might be some depth and some grittiness mm-hmm. behind the scenes of this. In the book, there's a gentleman figure, and I use the term gentleman very loosely, and okay. he toyed with the single mum, and he made the single mum believe that she was special to him, even though he never really valued her properly. Ooh. And obviously that's no one to me. But if it had, <laughs> I'd really want to get revenge on that man. And yes. the best form of revenge is success. So I wrote a num- Times number one <laughs> selling book ah! and then sent it to him to say thank yes! you for all the inspiration. And then <gasps> that so it just living. came out of sheer spite. Uh, but then it yes. turned into a trilogy incredible and then now um after that they said will you write another one and not about robin wilde which was the heroine of the this trilogy like another Mm non-fiction um sorry another fiction and i just didn't really have another idea at that point so i was like you know what i could talk about motherhood (laughs) a lot um and then i thought maybe motherhood's actually a bit not not that motherhood's boring but like it's not enough of a book so i ended up talking about all the mothers of my life and i don't know if you've read that book at all but um my mum died when I was seven and then there was a woman in my life that was horribly abusive and I'd never really talked about that so that was like Hmm. very therapeutic to write it all out um so that book you can kind of see in the background there the yellow spines there um all the profits of that book go to the NSPCC which in the UK is a charity to support children um in times of crisis. So if they're being bullied wow. or abused or they've run away or they, you know, they need, they need to talk to a qualified counsellor. So yeah. that's where we have books. And I'm just writing another one now. Um, and we were going to publish it this year, but because of the pandemic, we've pushed it back right. a year. So this will be the only right. year that I don't publish a book. But it's wow. written. It's the, the first draft is written. Your publisher isn't okay. listening. Okay, got it. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's really written. No, no, I know the old like, it's I'm, it's making great. What's your word count? Great progress. But what's the word yeah. count? <laughs> uh, I don't around, know. My... Like, I don't have my laptop. So it's around like 50,000. <laughs> my word count broke. I can't tell. But it's yeah. a lot of them. Loads. Yeah, it's a lot. Ton of, ton of, ton of words. 
Ugh, do you ever get home from a big old journey to the grocery store, gonna cook an amazing meal and realize you forgot the one ingredient that you need to finish it? Ah, well no worries because now DoorDash can bring those ingredients straight to you from the store. That's right, it's not just delivery from your favorite restaurants, chains, and local favorites. You can also get snacks, drinks, and household essentials in 30 minutes with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now, right to your door. Ordering's easy. You open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with contactless delivery drop-off settings. They've got over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, and you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and maybe Cheesecake Factory, which I'm not even going to lie, I ordered a couple days ago from DoorDash, and it was like I was being reunited with an old friend I hadn't seen in a year. So for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code HHYP. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code HHYB. Do not forget that's code HHYB for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms do apply. Okay, so Books, books, books. But so you just announced you're going to be doing three more, which means well, right? Mum Life was part of that, right? Yeah, I don't know what that that's been announced, but oh, I am on doing your Reddit. Reddit. On she your Wikipedia it. page, it says that I don't you... write that. You know that we don't write our own Wikipedia pages. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely that for don't sure. choose the photo. <laughs> yeah, God, that's no. for sure. <laughs> no, that you have a three-year portfolio of books written uh, coming up, including your memoir on motherhood. Uh, and then an adult fiction book, and then two children's books. Oh, well, yes, that's true. I didn't know that that was... <laughs> okay, great. Thank <laughs> you. <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. true. I have, I, have a, I have a question for you, because I think one of the things that you do so well that is so just, like, enjoyable and intoxicating about hang on you... hang by is... the skin of my teeth. I won't leave. <laughs> well, no, that you are incredibly transparent in your world and you take things that have happened to you that aren't necessarily the happiest things and you are able to like navigate them in a way and then show them to people in a healing sense for yourself and for everyone that either watches you or reads your books is there do you have like a a boundary on your private life do you make sure that you keep some things for yourself as well yes so I always People say this a lot. They say, oh, you share everything online or what's it like to put your whole life online? And I always say, if you as a content consumer feel like you have everything, then I'm doing a great job because actually you Mm -hmm. probably only put about 30% on. It just feels like more because when you drop a huge thing like grief, well, that happened when I was seven and now I'm 35. That's not something that's happening in my day-to-day life, but it feels like that takes up a lot of space um Mm. on my platforms if I talk about that or motherhood takes up a lot of space but um no I think over the years and I think you guys will understand this too because we're in similar positions over the years one out of necessity and two out of health I've pulled back so so much if I go back and watch my old videos and think wow I am just sharing like 80% here whereas now um I don't share my relationship with Liam like people know I have a fiance but he's you know, he would never come on a podcast, like, sure. that mm-hmm. was saying that he's been on one podcast episode with me, but he's not, it's not the Louise and Liam show, 
Um, right. I don't sh- I don't daily vlog. I don't even weekly vlog. Um, I don't share much of the children. Um, and it's the little things I don't share, like a popular video theme is like what I eat in a day. It's like, I would yeah. never want to share that because I feel like I'm just opening myself up to, wow, it's a lot of beige yeah. food, you know? Um, I don't, I'm a firm believer in don't air your dirty laundry. So yeah. um, I've never and will never share details of my divorce or yeah. friendship breakdowns or anything like that because I just know from being online for all this time, I know that what you put online is there forever you can't get that back in the bag once you've Mm -hmm. said it and I think that you have to be really almost strategic in what you share because if you share too little people will fill in the blanks for you with their assumptions Mm -hmm. which are never completely correct Mm -hmm. Um, but if you share too much then you basically it's like walking around naked saying like please like shoot the shot like yeah what about you guys do you feel like you share less now I I respect that so much and I yeah I'm always fascinated by that it's been like the kind of question I've been asking everyone that we've been talking to because I do think that that is the um the hardest part of existing online for the last you know decade or however long it's been is understanding that there is um commodity in like giving your life away mm. to the internet selling and your soul like, yeah the way I watch reality television so like I get it like I am also in interested and invested in people's like privatist private lives but at the same time it is so unhealthy to put everything out there and not and know that you can never take it back and so I've learned yeah that I'm much more conscious about how much I put out there and kind of like what you're saying that like knowing if you put something kind of big out there that's enough and you don't need to fill in all of the specifics or details around things Mm -hmm. and uh And I think also, you know, like we've been comedians first, so we get a bit of a shield of like putting comedy out versus like our personal lives. No, totally. I don't ever want to air my dirty laundry, but I am kind of like, you guys are so lucky you get to see my clean laundry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, because it's rare, you know, (laughs) that I do laundry at all. So, yeah, Yeah, I I feel like you're the same as us where you have opened up very personally, which uh, like Grace said, I feel like it's an incredible like healing tool to people who read your work and watch you and are invested in your life as as much or as little as you show but really you are front-facing joy yeah and like people come to you to feel really good and so I feel like it's it's a part of your responsibility to not show everything because people come to you for escapism yeah so you're so right and um in my office, I'm I'm that person. I have an office. I'm, I'm sure I'm glad I nice. started renting that during a pandemic. Um, <laughs> full, full, getting full use of that every day. Um, right. But we have a sign up that's our North Star is to inspire and uplift women to feel fantastic every day. So mm. um, everything has to be audience first. I think that it's really easy in the world of influence, which I hate the term because we didn't call it influence. Yep. They called it Mm-mm. that for us. Um, But if you are going to be an influencer, you need to think who's your most important person here. And it's not the brands that give you the money. It's your audience who listen to you. Um, So if I ever do share anything personal or hard or challenging or something that might kind of trigger a really emotive response in someone else, I won't share it until I'm over it. So 
Mm. Um, till you've processed it. Yes, exactly. Because you can see, I get very anxious when I see people post things online that they're in clearly in the middle of yes, no, and they haven't oh, gotten no. to the other side of. It's too uh, risky yes. to me for their mental health. For like, I don't want to be, I, I don't know. I just respect people's privacy of like handling very tricky and complex emotional yes. situations. And the internet has kind of um, afforded people or rewarded people who just put it all out there. So it's hard to put up the boundaries and know that that's as important. Yeah, almost to the point where it's like, if you're watching a dramatic show, or I know personally, like, I I can't stand shows now that come out as an actual show weekly. So I don't want to like, see, this is like really dramatic that's happening. And then like, no more Instagram story. And you're like, uh, to be continued like yeah. this is real life i want to binge watch this yes. and a great way to do that is to take these situations and put them in a book because yeah. books take forever so <laughs> if you regret writing that you yep. have a, a length of time to yeah. uh bail on it well okay i have a question too for you louise because you mentioned earlier that you just hired a new um person on your team and yes. that you have this motto for your work that it's uplifting women every day and i think that's so beautiful to be able to kind of like make that clear uh you know intention for yourself it helps you from all the chaos of like what you should be doing and trends and blah 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 don't start with How... the trends the trends are what haunt me they haunt uh... me <laughs> Well, okay. First question is, how do you, what are your qualifications to bring on a member of your team? Are you looking for a certain type of person? Are you just kind of like, are you looking know for it when you feel job? it? Are you looking for a job? Because I feel I like I was going to say, <laughs> we could, come on. if you need, need me to turn one of your stuff. movies into a screenplay, you let me know. <laughs> I mean, turn one of your books, you let me know. She's great at it. I would love that. We should yeah. What's your it. empire? What's, what's the boss, Louise? Um, I think that the boss Louise is, well, I don't know, we should ask some of my employees and see if they like, are like, yeah, she's really great. <laughs> like shaking. Um, I like to think that I'm nice. Um, and I remember all too well being a low paid, a low paid receptionist and hating mm. my boss. And mm-hmm. I never yeah. want anybody to come to work and feel like that. I also think yeah. you have to lead by example. So if I'm happy to rock up at 10 a.m., then I have to let everybody else rock up at 10 a.m. I can't be like, you be here for eight, I'll be here at 10, because that's not yeah. cool. Um, I think you get more out of people if you're just nice and chill and fair with people. Yeah. Uh, but also I've learned over the years of having some not great experiences, practical things like put everything in writing, have a mm. watertight employment contract that is good for you and good for them. Um, yeah. have a company policy and give it to people on the first day so that you can say this is what I expect this is important and like five years ago if someone said what's your company policy I'd be like I don't know <laughs> have fun have, <laughs> have a great time be a baller <laughs> um <laughs> so baller <laughs> um I you know what life is so short and fleeting and I don't want to look back on my life and think, oh, those were stressful days in the office and everybody yeah. around me was stressed. Like people were working so hard and they were so stressed just to make some more money. I think, you know, all you ever need in life is enough and I have more than enough. So yeah. if a job is horrible or clients are not treating us properly or people are getting so worked up, then I'll just pull it and be like, let's just, you know, let's not give ourselves like aneurysms over this because it's just not yeah. worth it. So. I hope that people like working with me, but 
Um, I am incredibly arrogant and self-centred, so I assume they do naturally, but they might absolutely detest me. Sometimes when I ring Megan, who's my manager, she goes, oh, here she is. And I'm like, yeah, hello. (laughs) Hello to you too. (laughs) So I don't know. (laughs) Louise, this was just the the starting podcast. This podcast is actually an expose on how you are as an employer. Yeah. Uh, the Pentland profile. Yeah. Um, Amazing people uh, like, is she okay? Do you like her? Um, exactly. Sometimes I put croissants on people's desks. See, I it's feel like a baked things. good goes right into the heart. Truly. That's it's the little things. Yeah. Um, speaking of little things, how's your Polly Pocket collection going? Yes. I mean... This is the hard-hitting question that we were building up oh to. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So... <laughs> Right. I feel like you almost went and grabbed some of it. I, I, I did. I was like, are they here? Are they here? I loved Polly Pocket when I was little. Yes. Loved it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> the vein's back. The vein's back. So, <laughs> Polly Pockets are the most fucking wonderful toy you'll ever have in your life. And when yeah. I was little, I had loads. And then, as you'll read in Mum Life, horribly abused, this woman threw away all my Polly Pockets. Like, it's bad enough that she did terrible, terrible things, but she threw away my Polly Pockets. At the oh. time, it wasn't an issue because I was just trying to, like, survive. But now, one day last year, I was like, she threw away my Polly Pockets. And then, do you know what I thought? I thought, that's okay. I've made a lot of money. I can buy myself some more fucking Polly Pockets. Hell yeah! Yes. So I went on eBay. I found them all. Bought them all. And yes. now I display them in a drawer. <laughs> and every now and again, I'll open the drawer and just be like, there they are. Them in. And then I put it on Instagram that I was buying the Polly Pockets. Also, it was lockdown one. Um, I don't right. know if you've had lockdowns the same as us over there, but it was lockdown one. Like, things were, were worrying. I was making big choices. Like, I bought <laughs> 40 white chocolate Easter bunnies in one go. I bought okay. the Polly Pockets. Yeah. Like, this year, I've, this third lockdown, I've been a lot calmer. I've not <laughs> done things like that. Yeah, um, third time's a charm. Yeah, third time's charm. But then I put on Instagram that I was like seeking out vintage, specifically 1989 to 1994 yeah. Polly Pockets. Right. And, and then people would message, but I have loads. I don't want them. Do you want them? I was like, yes. Uh-oh. yes. You gotta follow what brings you joy. I mean, yes. this is coming from someone who has the entire uh, mock Pee Wee's Playhouse and every character. And an Alf okay. phone. And an Alf phone. Like, if it brings you smiles, yes. who cares if we're because a grown life adult? Is also, short. Life is exactly. so short. I love the vintage of it too because now I'm like, oh no, is Polly now like, does she have big boobs or something? Like, what right. if, what if they bastardize Polly into these well, days? I'll uh. tell you because I, I oh, no. initially I poo pooed new Polly and I thought, uh-huh. no, I'm not going to buy new Polly. But then I realized I have little girls and when they're 35, what are they going to wish I'd kept in the attic all these years? So I've started yep. collecting modern Polly pockets as well. Ooh, the wow. best thing about having little girls, people say, when you have little girls, they say, you know, they're not dolls for you just to dress up and play with. And to that, I would say, incorrect. Because <laughs> um, they like being dressed up and playing with toys. Yes. So, yeah. Now I make it my mission. Wow. Every shop I go in, I'm like, do they have Polly Pockets? Um, well, it's yeah. like a perfect little... Yeah. little metaphor for the last year we've all been stuck inside yes. our little worlds yes i, I have not thought open of it them like up that. and play with them 
that well. I also well. love that you keep them in a secret drawer that you just open and, <laughs> and look sniff. at quietly. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want my children to touch those and Pearl ah. likes to. So she has to have supervised visits with the vintage Polly Pockets. <laughs> Um. <laughs> that's amazing I mean they are small parts you could you could yeah. definitely lodge that a whole was, poly in your throat no I'm not worried about the choking hazard I'm worried that she oh. might break them got it okay <laughs> that's I the bigger it. hazard Darcy yeah. well, doesn't oh sorry I'm over talking but no, Darcy doesn't no, care about the poly pockets Darcy only has eyes for my handbags um, oh. and I have two Gucci handbags just the two which I think is a moderate amount and mm-hmm. one day she got into bed with me one evening had a cuddle I thought this is nice and she went mummy when you die, do I get the Gucci's? And I said, well... <laughs> well me. I said, well, one will go to your sister and one will go to you. And she went, give them both to me and give her the polys. <laughs> give her the polys? <laughs> wow, I mean, you're raising a little businesswoman. She's Truly. negotiating with you like a shark on Shark Tank before... Uh, yeah. You know, she's even a teenager. She's now. a legend in her own right. Everyone yes. listening to this, pull up whatever GIF app you use uh. and put an eye roll and the little peanut <laughs> who <laughs> eyes just go full 180 back into her head as she bops into her car seat is uh. this legend we speak of. Uh, we're going to have to leave in a second, Louise, I but I wanted to end with this question. No, we yeah. can carry on talking after this, though, yes? Or do you oh, have to okay. go? I want to do a whole like drunk Zoom with you. I know. Truly. Fear it. For real. Yeah. Um, but here's my question, because you are, as I call, a Diz head, a yes. Disney head. And you <laughs> yes. you love going to Disney World. You got engaged at Disney World. Hey. So I want to know, Louise, if you were a Disney character, Cinderella. which one would you be? Cinderella. Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Cinderella. Okay. Uh, can I ask you then on the flip side of that, is there a Disney character that bothers you? Mm. Yes, I don't want to slate her though because you don't a- have to name names. I just need to know that there is a little bit of that world. Well, I am going to you- name names because I'm okay. an over- overachiever. I can't help it. Um, <laughs> okay. Obviously, it's not the Disney way to slate any princess because they're mm-hmm. all beautiful souls. But of course. One of my favorite films when I was little was Beauty and the Beast because you know all the stuff comes alive. That's cool. And then yeah, the other yeah. night, I was like, Pearly, let's have a special time and watch this together. And first of all, if you watch that original movie again, one, yeah. look at Belle's lips. They are weird. Like, they start off normal, then they're huge, like, filler lips, and they're normal again, then they're, like, oh. moving around her face again. But also, Ooh. the premise of the film, weird, yes. isn't it? Like, she saves her yes. father... And then rather than like trying to get back to her family, she stays with the beast, even though she could run away. She might get eaten by wolves, but she could try. And then falls in love with like a giant dog, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, she falls in love with her captor. Yeah. Her captor is also an animal, not even human. There's a, yeah, there's a, I mean, there's problems. A lot of bestiality. Uh, Let's also, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Lumiere is a predator. Is oh. he? He's he's a candle. I feel like he's a bit uh, heavy-handed with, with the that dust bunny lady. I feel like <laughs> she's walking around like, oh, she's not saying no, is she? Okay, no, I gotta look, go back and rewatch. I, I think I didn't like it because all of the household objects just seemed a little too horny for me. Yeah, and when Wouldn't everything's a household though, object, like... For 30 years, you'd not been able to touch anyone. Wouldn't you be? I get. I mean, I should watch this again. I, I guess that's too. the takeaway. But sometimes <laughs> I just want to sit on an ottoman and it not bark. You yeah. know, like 
I want to relax. Yeah. Okay, we'll go back and watch it, but we do appreciate Belle's literacy. Yes. Mm-hmm. As I, people I who write she books. My books. <gasps> One can help, Louise. Uh, we love you so I damn much. I know. We could talk to you for literally hours and hours and hours, and I feel like we only scratched the surface of catching up and hearing how you've been, but this has been so fun. When, uh, well, your Mom Life book is out already for people to be able to go purchase and yes. read. Yes. Paperback. And then what else can people go check out for you or will be happening in the future that, or can you not talk about anything? Um, I do have something coming out in the summer, but I think that will be a UK only thing, unfortunately. But if I'm okay. really honest with you, it's been a long time trying to, to cling on to any kind of social presence. So if anybody right. would just follow me, I'd yes. just appreciate it because... You know, times are hard. I'm not making a, you know, Instagrammer chooses my day video. I'm not wearing a side part. So any help I can get, I'll take at this point, you know? We love it. We love that honesty. Thanks. So it's at Louise Pentland. Hashtag a bit desperate now. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Louise. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks for having me. I love you. Love you. Bye. Well, that was delightful. So delightful. I'm going to be speaking in a fake British accent for the rest of the day, Mm -hmm. which makes me think, let's order some pub food. You want some fish? You want some chips? Yeah, give me all the vinegar. I'll order it on DoorDash. This was so sweet. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of How How You You Been? Been.